0: Welcome to the Third Church Podcast, where we're sending out servant-hearted disciples with a passion for Jesus into the world. I'm your host, Jenny Hesseltine, Director of Community here at Third. We're veering a bit from our traditional Sunday teaching podcast to share some crucial conversations around faith in our context. As a church, we're seeking to define our current cultural reality, acknowledging that we're far from our heavenly home, but sent daily to love and share Jesus with others while we're here. We're going hard after intimacy, identity, belonging, and purpose. Today is episode two of our conversation on healing, both the gift and the mystery of it. Today's discussion will continue to help us define healing in our context and begin to testify to God's goodness through healing stories that have taken place within our church family. I am again joined by Senior Pastor Kevin Corver and Prayer Team Leader Steph Heatbrink. What I love about this episode is the power of these stories. I think you'll be impacted by them as you listen, and my prayer is that you will take them with you and keep spreading these testimonies to God's goodness. So as we are all learning from you two and from others who have kind of helped to pave the way in this. Tell us a little bit more about what you believe um, as far as can everyone heal or do you have to have a specific gift of healing? We've talked a little bit about Mm -hmm. how we love to invite children into our ministry and that this is a place where everyone really can enter in. How does that play out practically here?
1: Sure.
2: Well, again, we're, we're trying to live in the paradigms of Word and Spirit. In our tradition, Um, people like me are called ministers of word and sacrament, which means a few of us are especially noted or chosen or or elected to do X and Y and Z. But what we're trying to say is, well, not so much. We think everyone, everyone can participate. And so, for example, last week Sunday, we had two lay people from another country give the words of institution, break the bread, and read the liturgy. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not officially allowed in our tribe uh, but that's okay because what we're trying to give voice to is yep. everyone participates right. so everyone yeah. can pray for sick are some people uniquely gifted? I think so yep. but I would also use John Remember, in 1980 talked to me about the the spiritual gifts and he argues and I, I like this he believed and I think this is true this is my, my opinion the spiritual gifts are not necessarily given for a lifetime He gave the example of a ring. And so the Holy Spirit just says, Steph, I'll give you the gift of healing for this season. And then you have unique gifting to your healing. Mm -hmm. But then the Lord might say, oh, no, I'll give it to Steph now. Mm -hmm. But that does not mitigate from both of us, all three of us still praying for healing. But some people can be uniquely gifted by the Spirit for a season or for a particular time. Mm -hmm. and we just acknowledge the sovereignty of the Spirit. He can do Mm -hmm. what He wants. Yeah, sure. So I think it's both and. I think some are gifted uniquely, but I think others are just invited to pray. Mm
1: -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the Holy Spirit is the giver of gifts. You know, He talks about that, obviously, in Corinthians. But we also, yeah, we—and in this— this is one of the teachings that I took from the McNuts that I appreciated. You know, if you have the Spirit of God, though, within you, the Holy Spirit, He can give you any gift at any point in time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I do think, like Kevin's saying, I think there's different degrees um, of gifting. There will be some people who have, uh, carry a really uh, strong anointing for healing Um Part of why we're having this podcast is Mar- Marcus Dagger is coming, mm-hmm. and you know he realized he was kind of a lightning rod for healing. Not only was he receiving uh, healing miracles like crazy in his own body, God was really using him mm-hmm. in a healing ministry. Um, I've heard other teachers teach, too. It's really interesting. Um, our gifts actually can partner together. Mm-hmm. So if you carry a strong anointing for healing and you and I are ministering together, that like... Uh, w- There'll be kind of a synergy in the spirit, and we'll both carry a different level of anointing when Mm -hmm. when we're around each other, which, again, is just a beautiful picture, I think, of the body and ministry. But in general, we feel like healing is an all-play reality. Anybody can pray Mm -hmm. for healing um you know we, we we want you to use wisdom we have a lot of teaching and training how to yep. do that well in a way that's appropriate nope. and nope. not wounding and um, yeah. you know we anytime uh, we're using spiritual gifts we want to marry them with the fruits of the spirit yeah. as well um so we obviously we teach train equip on healing here um, but the reality is is um Nobody is disqualified from being a part of uh, yeah. healing. I would just
2: add to that. If, if you take deliverance alongside healing, uh, in my experience, I, I've, unless there's a spontaneous need to, to cast out a demon, I typically invite a group of gifted people, yep. each of whom I know carry different spiritual gifts. Yep. So the gift of faith, the gift of discernment, the gift of healing, the gift of wisdom, yep. um, someone who prays in the Spirit. There needs to be a group of people who are gifted and equipped so that a team of people can be used to help free someone from demonic power. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think this probably also applies maybe to healing. Yeah, You absolutely. have teams of, you train teams of us to do this. Yep,
1: mm-hmm. we do. We often pray in teams, so yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Steph, if you could give us like a 30 to 60 <laughs> second training, equipping yeah. session now, how do we pray for healing? What's actually our part in that, and how do we grow in healing power?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I, that's a great question. You know, I spend a lot of time, part of my job here is doing a lot of training and equipping mm-hmm. um, in, in healing ministry. And... Um depending on how, what we're praying for, I would say will will makes a big difference. So if I'm praying for emotional healing, there's probably more training or different things that I would teach you. Um, but I'm going to talk just a little bit about basic physical healing prayer. That's Great. probably the place that most people start. Yeah. And honestly, one of the biggest needs, you know. Sure. Um, and so I would say, you know, if I'm te- giving someone a 30 second, how do I pray for healing? One, um, I just often begin by reminding myself, you know, I'm not the healer. Jesus is. It's Christ in me. And so anything anything that I feel like I carry and in that's insufficient, that's okay because Christ is more than sufficient. Mm-hmm. And so I try to start by having people remember you have authority in Christ, you're seated in Him. Um, and then sometimes too, actually for physical healing, one of the things that are is helpful to just sort of connect your faith with God's faithfulness is to recall testimonies, just to begin by remembering testimonies. Yeah. And yeah. if you don't have any of your your own personal ones yet um it's okay you have a bible full of them (laughs) and so you can meditate on all of the the scriptures of where jesus brought healing where the disciples brought healing where uh the you know just throughout the new testament where we see it and then um physical healing prayer is actually very simple um you're asking for basic uh yeah kind of a basic you know what's going on and um uh you would, uh, if it's appropriate, you could ask to lay hands. And we're really big on um, permission. We're really big on appropriate spaces um, of body. So, you know, shoulders, just parts of body that we, we never want anybody to feel uncomfortable yes. um, as they receive prayer from us. So if it's inappropriate space, like a shoulder, uh, an arm or whatever that you could lay hands on, you can ask permission to lay hands. And then really, the Bible doesn't actually teach us to ask for healing, it, we're supposed to—we're just supposed to de- decree, it, release it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Jesus is the one who paid for the healing; He bought the healing okay. for us. So what we're doing is we're releasing what Jesus won over that person. And so it might be very simple, short uh, prayer. God, we thank you for this person. We release your healing mm-hmm. over this uh, this pain in their knee right now. In the mm-hmm. name of Jesus, we command that pain to diminish. We mm-hmm. we command everything to come back into kingdom mm-hmm. alignment right now in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Amen. And then we might check in. you feeling anything? Mm -hmm. Um, Because sometimes when we're praying for healing, there'll be uh, like a manifestation of the Spirit's power upon people. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a whole other thing we could talk about. But, um, uh, you know, we're looking for signs of heat. Um, Sometimes there's a sense of electricity. Sometimes there's just a weightiness of God's presence. And sometimes there's literally nothing. Um, You don't feel anything. And we don't put our trust in what we do. Do or don't feel, but at the same time, that can be evidence. And if that happens, sure. we thank the Lord for that. And then, if we need to pray again, another brief prayer, we would pray again. And then, the important thing too, I would say about physical healing, um, is how to close that time. Because if you're praying f- for somebody and nothing happens in the moment, that's okay. We don't put any pressure on the person. Yeah. We we say, you know, we want you to be give us 100% honest feedback. You don't need to make us feel better.
0: Um, <laughs> We can handle it. We can handle it. <laughs> and then what
1: we always close with hope, and we say, you know, Holy Spirit, would you just continue to rest on this person for healing all day long? Yep. not And not just healing for love. Reveal your goodness to them. Because mm-hmm. we think every time we pray for people, um, they get the opportunity to experience the Lord's goodness. So we just release the Lord to right. keep working. And then we close it. So pretty simple, honestly, when it comes to healing prayer or physical healing prayer. Mm-hmm. So,
2: if I find the if I'm if the person is is reticent, uh, a bit fearful, or I don't mean quenching the spirit, but um, just a posture of.
1: Apprehensive, maybe. Whatever.
2: Yeah. I mm-hmm. I, I often just say, well, let me just pray silently over you. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so what I do, if permission is given, is I often touch their head, forehead or someplace, and I just listen to the Spirit. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then I began to pray as the Spirit directs me without telling the person how I'm praying. Yep. And what I have found over my 40 years is that oftentimes there's something happening in the Spirit, with the Spirit, by the Spirit that then allows for more conversation, the kinds of things you're talking about. Yes. But oftentimes in our tradition, I have to get through barriers. Yeah. Sure. And so silent soaking prayer gets me through the door, mm-hmm. which allows me to go to the next place. Mm-hmm. And especially since I've not been very public in my praying for, for healing and things, um, it's an easy way for me to enter in yep. Uh for a variety of reasons. Sure. Yeah,
1: and I, and I think yeah, that's beautiful because you know, um, again, it's the Holy Spirit, it's God's presence that brings the Amen. healing. So Amen. it's not necessarily about what we do, don't do, say, don't say. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, one of my actually favorite healing stories from this past season came through a silent soaking prayer time. It was actually uh, I teach a class on the Holy Spirit here, and towards the end. Um, we had a group of people who were being trained in prayer ministry here at the church. So they came in to use my class as kind of guinea pigs um, (laughs) for a silent soaking prayer. Kevin's referred to that a couple of times, and that's literally just like it sounds. You just pray quietly, uh, ask the Holy Spirit's presence to rest on the person and to kind of have uh, to fill them up. And so one woman who was just receiving uh, a prayer minister or who was just being trained. It was literally, I think, their first night of class. Came in, laid hands, and it was so funny because it was, honestly, I did a terrible job teaching that class, and I kind of <laughs> forgot that the soaking team was coming in, and so it was this crazy turnaround, and I was like, wow, this is... and didn't feel like, oh, we're really setting up for a very spiritual moment here. It felt like a 180 from like, okay, yeah, here we go. Now you're going to receive some prayer. And, <laughs> and what happened is... Um, They just started to pray, and you could just feel the presence of God come into the room, rest on people. They literally prayed for like four minutes and then left, okay? And then I, you know, didn't have a clue what happened in the moment. We didn't really have time to debrief, talk. Well, sure enough, the next week, we begin to debrief that experience as a class. And this woman said, Well, I'm going to tell you what happened to me while we were receiving prayer. Okay. I was like, oh, good, something happened. You know, (laughs) what happened? Which I shouldn't be surprised anymore, but I'm still excited every time I see that. Yeah, every time. And um, she said, well, the person came up and laid hands on me, and I've had migraines for almost 12 years of my life. Oh. And while she was praying, all of a sudden my head just started to tingle, oh. and it just tingled and tingled while she prayed, and any sensation that I had of headaches began to lift off of me. And she said... I- since that time, she said, I get migraines and headaches all that time. Now it's been an entire week and I've been headache free. And she said, anytime one starts to come back i just begin to remember that prayer time. And she would have a tingling in her head again <laughs> as she just remembered in her mind what was happening. Yes. And even as she would tell the story, her head would begin to tingle, tingle with the presence That's of God. Fantastic. And she's remained migraine-free since that after dealing with migraines for Praise like 12 God. years. And that was such a simple, quiet, three-minute prayer time. Yeah. Brand, like I said, brand new prayer minister, first class, so, do you find this true, wow. Steph?
2: Do you, do you, and maybe Jenny too? Do you, when you know the Lord is present to heal, do you have things in your own person that it tells you something's happening? Do you know it's happening?
1: Mm. I would say yes and no. Uh, that night, like I said, it was kind of a one eighty for me. I could feel when the weightiness of this presence kind of settled on people in the room, mm-hmm. um, but I was, I, I wasn't in a place of great expectancy that night. Mm-hmm. So I would say. Both. Both. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. I've certainly had experiences of my own hands feeling hot and kind of feeling that electricity, those uh, Holy Spirit upon moments, as we like to refer to them, where you can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit land on you as the minister, um, and you just get so excited because you know He's about to do something awesome. Um, But yeah, certainly have also experience those sweet, quiet times where you don't really know what's happening. And sometimes those are the most profound experiences for yep. the other person. And so yeah. it's it's an honor to be a part of it regardless of what happens. But it's so different every time. There's certainly not a formula for it.
1: There isn't. And I, I would say that too, you know, Kevin, you've talked a little bit about being a reformed context. You know, I would say that too, if you're listening to this, depending wherever you're at, like it's... It's okay to think about your context. Um, And so one of the things, we we do receive training from all kinds of different streams. And um, we think about... Um, You know, what's the truth? You know, we love uh, receiving the truth, the equipping, the anointing. But we love, to just bringing it back and asking the Lord, what does that look like to minister that here in our context? It doesn't always have to look the same way. Mm -hmm. You know, the anointing of God really comes in multiple different ways. And so, um, yeah, so what might be... um, more normal and oh, normal. Is there even a normal? <laughs> <laughs> Acceptable. More common. Uh, you know, when I mean, we were talking about the supernatural, is that normal? Right. Um, should be. Should be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in one, in one house might not be in the other. And yeah. so it's okay to pay attention to context. That's a yep. good thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: But that's another thing, though, Steph that if we can be kind and good with each other, we can allow for different expressions and different uh, different, uh, different aspects of whatever the Lord wants to give if we can be gracious, kind, and trusting with each other. Amen. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of culture we're trying to create here where Absolutely. we don't pretend to have all the answers. No, we nope. do. We pretend that everything comes out of one stream. Yeah. We're trying mm-hmm. to be very sensitive and, and humble before the Lord.
1: Yeah, yeah, and yeah we trying not to quench the spirit. Yep. We're trying to welcome And broken relationships brains. fundamentally do yep. that. Absolutely. But back,
2: back to the 610 service a couple months ago, I, to see two specific relationships repaired yep. after the teaching of the Word before the receiving of communion is pretty amazing for me to watch. Yeah. And I thought that night was significant for many reasons, one of which might have been reconciling of people yes. in yeah, the room. Yes, their
1: healing looks, can come in a lot of different mm. forms. And yeah, a healing of relationship, releasing of forgiveness.
2: Which could release, release healing power for the body.
0: Absolutely, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they lead to one another then, right? They do. If you can release some of the tension and be healed from some of those more emotional things then sometimes physical healing follows or Mm -hmm. the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, That's beautiful. You've shared some stories, um, kind of really on both, uh, sides of things, I guess, in terms of sometimes healing happens in an instant. Sometimes it happens over time. Uh, bring in the word miracle (laughs) into that equation and help unpack all of that for our listeners.
1: Yeah, I think so. What we like to say is that a a miracle happens instantaneously in a a moment, but healing can be progressive, and it can happen over time. So I don't know if that is the 100% definition of it, but that's kind of experientially. That's sort of how Mm -hmm. like there can be an instantaneous miraculous healing, and uh, then there can be a lot of times that healing is very progressive. Mm -hmm. And so... um, it's not unusual actually for healing to happen over time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, that happens a lot. And so. Well, a um,
2: biblical example would be that when Jesus healed the man who was blind, and the first time Jesus anointed him, yeah. right? He, what do you see? Yeah. People look like trees. Trees,
1: yep. yeah. Jesus mm-hmm. prayed
2: again, and then he could see clearly.
1: Yep. it's so yep. an so example a progressive, progressive nature. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So.
2: What mm-hmm. What is the role, Steph, would you say? Um, um so miracles, uh, would is that just a, some spontaneous work of the Holy Spirit? Or what role do we humans play in miraculous release, miraculous demonstrations of the Lord's mm-hmm. power? Yeah. And then does that at all um, compare with the progressive healing? What, what role do we play in that, do you sure,
1: think? Sure, sure. Yeah, and you know, part of me, even as I'm talking, I'm like, well... It's all, in some ways, miraculous yes, or supernatural, yep. right? So, if it's not of human origin, you know, and it's <laughs> we're receiving that uh, that from the Lord, then I mean, that really is a miraculous or supernatural thing, and so. Um, You know, there is a a gift, again, of miracles. It does seem like some people carry an anointing, particularly for instantaneous. Those, like, things are just going to begin to shift and change in a room, in an atmosphere. Um, So that is a gift, you know, of the the Holy Spirit as well. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I think that... uh, in all of this, um, it's a lot about learning to partner and obey what mm-hmm. the Spirit's doing in the moment. And so even when it comes to healing and physical healing and the gifts, um, growing in your connection with the Holy Spirit, learning to discern His voice, discern how He speaks to you, moves, that intimacy, really all of this needs to overflow out of that intimacy because that will clue you into what He wants to do kind of in the moment, in a space, in a room, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. We've but thought, we've we we've seen, like I said, we've seen both. You know, another story that I've shared pretty publicly, you know, I prayed for a friend's little girl who had, for 30 days, um, she was u- losing neurological um, functioning and uh, bad headaches and a constant fever. Almost, you know, wasn't diagnosed as anything, but it was starting to get into some pretty scary places. And so... Um, we we prayed for her in our healing room on a Sunday morning. We saw nothing happen in the moment, um, but as she went home, she actually felt worse for a little bit. Um, Her mom encouraged her to go out and play And all of a sudden, she looked out the window, and she began to do things she hadn't been able to do for 30 days. Mm. And as she played, she literally was healed. So her mom gets out of the house, goes out, and starts playing with her. And her healing completely happened um, while she was outside playing. And by the next day, fevers were gone, all symptoms were gone, and they never (laughs) returned um, again. So it was totally um a progressive healing we didn't have we didn't know in the moment um exactly what was happening mm-hmm. again just like i said earlier we we, we released the holy spirit continue to work um and and he did it was a beautiful picture of a progressive healing mm-hmm. um, that happened in this little girl's body mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so we want to always release people with hope too. so i don't know yeah. if i answered that exactly what you're mm-hmm. thinking but mm-hmm.
0: yeah great Ah, mm-hmm. uh, wow All right, we're going to take just a little bit different turn now, and I want to hear from you too. What do you do with some of the excess around healing in the church? How do we know if a movement is from the Lord? Just a little question, (laughs) (laughs) Kevin. Kevin, you want to answer that, don't you?
2: I think I think the the easy answer would be the fruit of whatever has occurred. Yeah. Um, In a a painful season here in our life together, Mm. we we had some bad fruit coming out of some excesses. And we were mindful of that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we we worked through it. Yeah. We asked for forgiveness. We cleaned things up. We'd establish some new boundaries. guidelines and yeah. boundaries. And so, um, yeah, I, I think we had to just be honest to each other and with the Lord and then um, look for good fruit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting because sometimes you can't judge the fruit in a, in the moment. <laughs> so that's a little bit of a hard thing, too. So you... Uh, you may see something happening in a healing service or a, um, maybe a more charismatic environment that, like, to your spirit, your um, uh, our humanity can be quick to judge something. And sometimes we just have to put on a little bit of a pause, um, especially if we don't understand or it's new. Mm-hmm. And um, because... Uh, we might have to wait to actually see what the fruit of that encounter uh, for that person was. And we can't always tell right in the moment. So it's kind of a dance a little bit. Mm. Um, We certainly don't, like Kevin said, we certainly, yes, if we ever come into a place where, yeah, someone is feeling wounded by the ministry or anything like that, that is the last thing we want to have Mm -hmm. um, happen. But it does take some discernment um, for sure to... Sometimes figure out what is the source of that, you know, and yeah. some of it is a little bit messy, um, and that's true for a well, lot of people. You can have personal mm-hmm. issues,
2: personal concerns. There could be emotional illness. There yep. could be demonic work. Yep. Um, there could be poor practices. I mean, who knows what it is? But I, I think we come back to First Corinthians 13. We need to be patient and yep. kind and loving. Yep. And we just And if we err, we ask for forgiveness. We yep. we work through as per Matthew 18, and then we try to make it right and Mm-hmm. Move forward, which we have to be. I think you're right, Steph. But we have, we have to be, especially in our tradition, where um, we can be quick to judge and criticize. Yeah, we we need to be. Um, we need to be wise as leaders, as how we lead. But the, but those who follow us need to be very gracious as we try to understand together. Yeah. what we're doing as the body of Christ.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Hmm. All right tell us more stories. Your stories so far have been incredible. And I think, you know, we talk all the time around here about how stories and testimonies increase faith, they release faith. So increase and release some faith for our listeners today.
1: (laughs) Oh, stories. They're my favorite. This could be a whole podcast of just stories, right? Let's do it. (laughs) Um... You want me to? Okay. Well, one of my other favorite stories. This is a pretty public one, or, or well-known one around here. And uh, we had a, we had a church member, actually a staff spouse, who finger, whose fingers got crushed um, in a metal bender. Um, that was a and sustained some pretty significant damage. There's actually all kinds of miracles around this story, but right. I'll just give you the short version of it. So, got crushed in a metal bender, um, went in for surgery. The doctor was like, You know, I don't think you'll ever be able to bend these fingers. You won't be able to play guitar anymore. He loved to play guitar, worship things. Um, he was giving him a pretty grim prognosis. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it went, goes in for surgery, um, miraculously only needed to have like one, a couple of pins put in. They thought they were gonna have to fuse the bones, so that was great. Um coming out of surgery, then he's back home and just with a small group in their house, which I love this too, because healing <laughs> can happen anywhere, friends. And they were just with their friends who they shared life with. And um, they began to pray over his hand in their home. And um, the Spirit of God really touched him. Um, he would describe it that um, his hand began to move and, and have... Um, Motion and flexibility that it had not had before. He said, I, it was like I could, I wasn't even controlling my hand. It was like the spirit was moving it for Mm -hmm. me. And so they just blessed what the spirit was doing and continued to pray um, over his hand. so, uh, again, we, we just kind of kept going after it. So he would, and he'd stop in, we'd pray, we'd pray at the 610, had multiple times, multiple sessions of prayer over his hand. And when he goes back for his follow-up appointment, this is really hilarious, um, he had a new nurse that was with him, um, and he was waiting for the hand surgeon to come in. And all of a sudden, the hand surgeon, he hears them in the hallway, and he starts saying, you know, I need so-and-so's x-rays. And the nurse is saying, you have have so-and-so's x-rays and he was like no I need this person's x-rays and she's saying you have this person's x-rays and he was like no way so Mike said literally the door to his room flies open hits the wall and he says show me your hand so Mike books up his hand and then he uh says now move it for me and he begins to move it and bend it and the doctor um says so some colorful words, and <laughs> basically... Like, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, something like that. Praise <laughs> The Lord, I cannot believe what I'm seeing. And he uh brings him out to look at the x-ray and he shows him the picture, and this is what he says, you have new bones. Oh, you amen. have new bones. And we had really been praying for creative miracles in that season. And yeah. so this person really did. Um he went on to still need occupational therapy and some work on his hand and stuff, but like the bone structure was completely healed mm-hmm. um, and repaired. And so so um, that was fun. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> uh, that's one of my favorites too. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a lot of migraines healed here. Yeah. That's been yep. a huge one in our community. Many people who've had long-term migraines have, um, have had healing for that. And one of the things that we're finding with healing is, you know, as – There was a season where bones were just getting healed, too. We had somebody who fell off uh, a roof um, who broke an ankle, and their bone was completely healed. So that Mm -hmm. was happening a lot in that season. Migraines, a lot of things were happening in a season. Um, uh, Somebody who was healed from a concussion, was one of our prayer ministers was healed from a concussion, and then someone came into the prayer room who was having significant issues, um, related to a concussion. And um, that completely lifted off her as the person who had been healed from the concussion, prayed for the person <laughs> who had the concussion. Um, and so that was a beautiful story. Sometimes you'll carry an anointing. So the things that you've been healed from, you can mm-hmm. have an anointing for healing. And we saw that play out pretty powerfully in that story. Um, oh, man. Um, And I don't want to negate emotional healing, too. We have had several marriages recently completely healed and transformed. One couple who's getting ready to renew their vows Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. one another. And so um, we've had trauma, severe trauma, um, just broken off um, in the ministry of healing Again God cares about all um, you know our whole being and so you know we're seeing some pretty significant healing in yeah areas of um, you know emotional healing, marital healing, um, yeah, my own story. I had a surgery canceled. I had a mm-hmm. pretty. Uh, s- uh, I'm a breast cancer survivor, and then shortly after, I had a pretty scary run-in with a kind of a complex cyst on an ovary that was um, blood work was showing up not good, potentially cancerous, and you know was at University of Iowa Oncology getting ready to have surgery on that, but I was scheduled to go to a healing conference, and so I talked with the. Um, oncologist and said, hey, can I still go to this healing conference before the surgery? And he said, sure, you can do that. And so so I went to this healing conference, received prayer there, could tell that my— um, Pain level had begun to diminish mm-hmm. at the conference, but you know, couldn't, didn't know exactly what was going on. Went for my pre op um, CT scan, um, and I was totally healed. <laughs> Zero sign of um, any type of complex cyst, any other complications that I was having were completely gone. Total normal mm-hmm. blood work. So I got to, he came in the room, he was so cute, and he said, oh, We get to cancel the surgery. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, You want to, right?
0: Like, oh, oh, yeah. No, please take. Over. Was like, Still cut me open. Um, that sounds fun. Yes, ex- I
1: absolutely <laughs> want to cancel the surgery. So, anywho, oh, so many good stories. Yeah, a lot of sweet ones, but. Anyway, and awesome. our, our gratitude journal, if you're from 3rd, every yeah. year we put out a gratitude journal. And some of these stories that I shared are actually in there, which is part of why I'm sharing them on kind of more live because we've had permission to share these. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have another uh, another journal coming out in November. And we have a whole slew of more beautiful
0: testimonies that are going to be in there yeah. as well. So Yeah. yeah it's fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We want more of those stories. Don't we? And speaking of things happening in November, yeah. stuff. Give us the details. Sure. You alluded to this um, event, this healing event. Marcus Daigert is yeah. coming next yep. month. So yep. give us everything we need to know to Perfect. be ready for that event.
1: All right, awesome. Well, yes, um, it's our heart as a church to be about equipping and f- for healing, and so we. Uh, We're bringing in Marcus Diger, who is connected with Global Awakening. Um, You may not be familiar with Global Awakening. Um, It was founded by Dr. Randy Clark. Um, he was a part of the Toronto Renewal, um, has a well-known healing ministry. I think actually learned some from the McNuts as well. I've heard him talk about mm-hmm. uh, them as well. Um, but anyways, an incredible healing ministry. Uh, I've been to a lot of their conferences. Again, uh, I look a lot at leadership when I'm um, making yeah kind of a call on who we want to follow as a church. And I've just been so um, uh in awe of the humility um, uh, and the anointing that this organization carries. So anyways, Marcus is um, uh, Randy's kind of right-hand guy right now, travels with him everywhere, and is a very anointed uh, teacher and um, gifted in healing as well. So he's going to come and do some training and equipping for us November 15th and 16th. Uh, We're hosting it right here at Third Church. If you register by October twenty first, I think it is. It's only thirty dollars, which is so cheap. Right here at our mm-hmm. own house, you don't. You can go home and eat. It doesn't even cost that much. I mean, <laughs> and but just uh, kind of incredible that he's coming here. And yeah. Marcus's story is crazy. Um, I have uh, sent out his testimony, but the short of his testimony is he was born with three kidneys, they were diseased, two had to be surgically removed when he was a child and he was left with one kidney that did not work well uh, to the point that he couldn't take antibiotics, he couldn't take medication because his body couldn't cleanse itself because his kidneys were so poor. and. Um, Basically, through a weekend of healing, actually, up at Bethel Church, um, he had metal completely released in his back. He had almost no mobility from um, a back injury he had, um, was completely healed of that. He had severe migraines, um, like sick as a dog, locked in the closet type of migraines, totally completely healed of that. And then um, he had had kidney stones with this one kidney for about 20 years. So anybody who's had a kidney stone is cringing right now. Um, and, uh, they prayed for healing of kidney stones. And as that happened, he got hit with heat first on one side of his back and then on the other. And to make a long story short, um, he knew that God had healed his kidney stones and was healing his kidneys, um, or kidney, um, but came to found out later during, um, he had injured his back then another time, and he went in for a CT scan, and the doctor came in the room, starts reading the report, and basically says, well, both of your kidneys are really healthy, they're looking good, your back's looking good, And. And he's like, whoa, 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 both kidneys? I don't have two kidneys. And the doctor was like, oh, my goodness, you know, runs out of the room, gets the scans, gets the report. And sure enough, he had had a creative miracle. And the Lord had literally restored, grew a brand new kidney Mm -hmm. in his back and completely restored the other one. Mm. So, I mean... He's got some stories. He's got some stories. And so um, again, kind of amazing that they're coming to our house and yeah. our community. So just want to encourage people, don't miss it. It's beautiful. Even if you're not sure about this stuff, just come and learn. Come on the mm-hmm. journey. Um, we're, you know, we're very invitational here. We're not gonna uh, force anybody to do anything that they're uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. So I just encourage you, just check it out. Um, sometimes it's good to have our boxes blown open a little bit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. and Marcus's story. We'll blow open it some will boxes do that. for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, it's we'll a, basically a Friday afternoon through Saturday night conference. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. and then he'll be teaching some on Sunday yeah, here a at here, here as well, too. Right? Yeah, yeah, yep. We'll have him at the six ten service. Maybe a few things Sunday morning. But Great. yeah, so he'll be around. But don't want to miss it. It's gonna yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned the 610 again. That's something that we have kind of thrown in here and there throughout our conversation um, with several things having happened in that context. So for anybody listening who doesn't know, this is a service that we do on the third Sunday evening of every month at 610, based on Matthew 610, uh, in the part of the Lord's Prayer where it says, Thy kingdom come, and mm-hmm. thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So if that's not a service that you're familiar with and you're anywhere close to the Pellet area, we would invite you to come and join us on the third Sunday of the month at 610. All right, friends, this has been so fun. Steph, Kevin, you're wise. It has been wonderful sitting in this room with you. I've learned so much in this conversation. So thanks for sharing with our listeners your wisdom today as well. Thanks for joining us today for this conversation. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by it. The other ministries, authors, and resources referenced in this episode can be found in the podcast notes on the sermon page of our website. And speaking of our website, if you'd like to know more about Healing Ministries at Third or about Third Church in general, find us at trcpella.com and follow Third Church on Facebook and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to stay current on all our episodes.